friends, welcome to Monday, March 27th, and today's episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. We are closing in on the end of Psalm 74, so join me there. Happy New Week to you. We are coming off a really full week last week of ministering at Pensacola Christian College and um, trying to encourage a lot of friends there. And thank God for a good weekend. We uh, welcomed several new folks into our church family yesterday. I think we saw nine or ten follow in baptism, and it was a great celebration Sunday. So coming into Monday now, a full week ahead of ministry, full steam ahead. We're getting ready for Easter. A lot of good things in progress and in the pipeline. We're so thankful for all of it. But today I want to encourage you, and so let's look at Psalm 74. This is a psalm of lament. It's a psalm that is remembering and and viewing the destruction of Jerusalem, perhaps that of Babylon, the Babylonian Empire coming in and ravaging the city. But the psalmist is finding hope and the psalmist is waiting. And that is really uh, the core of this psalm is we are waiting with hope until, until God brings about his final and ultimate purposes. And my friend, that can be a long, arduous, enduring process. Life can um, be so brutal and cold and hard at times and merciless. The fallen world I'm speaking of. But we belong to a God who is, verse 12, king of old. And he is working salvation in the midst of the earth. And... He is a covenant-keeping God. That's what we saw yesterday in verse 20. Have respect unto the covenant, for the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. So by contrast to the dark places of cruelty, you have the covenant mercy of God. And there really is a contrast. And if we look too long at the darkness, we'll forget about the covenant and the salvation of the God who is king. Yesterday in John Uh, 13, we studied the God who got on his hands and knees and served, and the God who suffered, the God who is going uh, to the jaws of death, really, the crucifixion. We we typically think of these things, Palm Sunday, um, Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday. We're thinking of Jesus' passion, his journey, um, and we're studying that in John right now, the journey of Jesus to the cross, and the night before as he's encouraging his followers, he knows they're going to be uh, looking into cruelty and darkness, and he wants them to see his covenant unfold. He wants them to understand this is Passover week and the lamb and all these things. And so, so is this psalmist. You can see that these passages, let me say it this way, you can see that the word of God is really the word of God because everywhere you look, it references to everything else, uh, and it connects, and it, it intersects in ways that only an infinite mind could have intersected it. And so um, we have someone who's living through cruelty right here, but, but it's also foreshadowing the fact that God, in keeping his covenant, would go into those dark places of cruelty on our behalf. So we pick up today in verse 21. Oh, let not the oppressed returned ashamed. Let the poor and needy praise thy name. So there's redemption, there's salvation, there's restoration and, and, and reclamation. There is a a returning from oppression and those that were poor and needy in one place 
Now they're provided for and they're praising and they're overflowing with joy. Verse 22, arise, O God, plead thine own cause. Isn't that what Jesus did for us? He pleaded the cause of God on our behalf. He fulfilled the justice of God. He absorbed the wrath of God. He satisfied the demands of God's holiness. But in this sense, the psalmist is saying, God, you intervene. Stand between those who love you and the wickedness that has oppressed us and that has captured us and, and captivated us. In a sense, that's all of us, but in the psalm's sense, it's those that have been taken to Babylon, the, the city that's been overrun. Plead thine own cause, O God. Remember how the foolish man reproacheth thee daily. Remember these that are spitting into your face, God, that are willfully denying you, that are, that are reproaching you and scorning you. And this is still, you know this as well as I do, it's alive and well on, on planet Earth. 23, and we finish the psalm here in verse 23, forget not the voice of thine enemy. Don't forget what's happening. God, remember this. And he does, and he will, and he will bring justice. The tumult of those that rise up against thee increaseth continually. Now, the psalm kind of ends, it feels like, in a dark place. The the evil is growing at the end of the psalm. So here's what I want to point out to you. The psalmist is going through deep despair, lament. He doesn't see an end to it, but he knows there is an end. He knows that God is king. He knows that he's working salvation. He knows that God's covenant still stands, that God has not forgotten him. He knows that God is going to remember the oppression that is being experienced right now, even though in the moment it is increasing. And so the psalm ends really with waiting. And my friend, there are a lot of times in life where it is the will of God for us to wait. And it feels like nothing's happening. It feels like we're spinning our wheels. It feels like we're in slow motion or halted on the side of the road. We want to make progress. We want to get through something. We want to see something come to fruition. We want to see the end of it. But God says, wait, I'm working while you're waiting. He is doing something very, very special in your life when you are waiting on him even though it looks like the hardship is increasing. Wait with hope in your covenant-keeping God. Thanks for joining me for this Monday. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.